0: Lost
1: Talk, Radio. Tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Ivan Young Good evening, America. Today, it's March the 23rd, 2014. Hope you had an awesome day in certain parts of the country, checking out the weather. It's a little bit wet and even getting a bit cold. But we had, at least, we had a really, really great uh, week this week. And you're going to have an even better week uh, this week coming up. There's something that all of us have uh, in common. That thing is wanting something so bad that you could taste it. As a matter of fact, if you just think back, probably around December the 31st, January the 1st, January the 2nd, that night, while you were pumped full of champagne or at watch service or whatever, you promised yourself that this would be your year. You made a decision and you were and within that decision, you were not going to take no for an answer. As a matter of fact, you resolved within yourself that whatever it took, you were going to make it happen. Well, quarter of the years past, right now we're going to take a pulse check. With twenty five percent of this year complete in a away, I want to ask you a question. How have you done? as it relates to accomplishing your goal. Well, if you're like most people, that wasn't the only day that you thought about this life-changing strategy that you came up with that you've probably been, for some of you, you've been working on it for years. For others, it's been something in the last few months, maybe the last few weeks that you have tried to create. Well, let me tell you just like this. I want you to know that God did not put in you whatever this vision is that you have for your life, be it to start a business, be it to, you know, for some people it's a little outside stuff like uh, lose weight, gain weight. For the other people it's, I'm going to go get me some mohair. No, that's a joke. And for other folks, it's I want to get a better job. I want to go get that degree. I've got a business that I wanted to start. Well, the, the issue isn't that you don't have a vision. The issue is when you have a vision, do you position yourself? Do you get out of your own way? Do you do the things that you need to do in order to make that vision come to pass Well, for most people, we don't. As a matter of fact, here's what we do. Um, We have this war that goes on, and that war is within ourselves. We don't know a couple of things, and I'm going to give you what they are. The first one is there is this ongoing skirmish, this battle, this internal war between the greater and lesser parts of yourself. What I mean by that is this. Every day you struggle with your ego, then between the ego and your faith, meaning do you really trust God, and not only that, if you're like me, and I'm going to be transparent as you know, America. I have to get me out of the way because like most people, I am my own worst enemy. Now, I don't know if that only applies to me, but if it applies to you and you're listening to this show with some earphones on and don't nobody don't want anybody to know how jacked up you really are, just look straight ahead, smile, and laugh and play like you're listening to something funny. But to be really honest, that takes a serious toll on you. And sometimes what happens is we confuse the fruits of success. We confuse the Bentley, the house, the jewelry, the fine attire, the quote-unquote, I've got it going on, I'm the boss, I'm balling presentation. But little do you know that it takes so much more in order to walk in successfulness, Because to be successful is really not that hard. Being successful is something that's an event. You can be successful at something, but can you hold on to it? Can you? maintain it can you preserve it are you permitted to it did you do it for the right reasons and like a lot of the wealthy clients that come in my office they have the house they got the car they got the money they got the prestige but they do not have the peace as a matter of fact many of them they succeeded at the expense of losing families at the expense of losing even their own minds almost and that's what we're not going to allow happening to happen to you this evening now, before I get into the show, grab a pen and paper. If you have a business partner you're about to go in business with, this is not one going to be one of those old boring shows where I'm going to tell you a bunch of crap that anybody could have told you that you could have basically been sitting on the toilet at a public place and found it in a magazine, no, this is really some hardcore stuff, and I've got uh, some people that are going to join me this evening to talk to you and tell you their versions of their success story, and I don't mean these are people that are different from you. As a matter of fact, these are people that are more like you than you know. A few of them, if you are on social media, or you can access Facebook. You can access LinkedIn. These are people that you could actually reach. Chop to because I invited them as guests to this program this evening, and thank God for my producer, Julia, who helped put this thing together with us, and for you, the listener, that you are going to be equipped with the tools that you need to start an not only manifesting, but continually living a, an extraordinary life. Now, here's the quick stuff I'm going to tell you. And I want you, at, if you want to call in, we're going to try to get your calls. The number is 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610. I can tell you now the line's are already pretty much jammed up. We'll try to get to you. But here's a couple of things that I want you to pay attention to. All right. If you want something to happen in your life, you have to really want it for the right reason, and you need to deeply want it. There's this book uh, a cat named Napoleon Hill put out called Think and Grow Rich. and One of the key components of his book, and it's the same thing that's in my book, Another Chance, Where Would You Be Without One? It's also in... Rick Warren's book, Purpose Driven Life. I mean, all of us are saying the same thing to you, America, and uh, and my friends in the Caribbean and my friends in the Virgin Islands. You cannot have strong results when you have weak desires. What I mean by this is a small amount of fire makes a small amount of heat. So the first step in setting and achieving your dreams is you've got to put some fire under it. The second thing is before you can see it in your tangible vision, before you can see it with your eyes, you must be able to envision it and see that's why God works in the unseen. He's put something in your life that is a significant piece of the foundation of the vision that he's giving you. An example of this, and I will use my life again if you all would so indulge me. Uh, I'll, I see Canada. Hello, everybody up in Alberta. I just want to send a shout-out to you guys. But here's what's going on. When I was going through death of a mother, divorce, death of a father, uh, being 40 years old, you know, that's traditional as you can damn get, going back to school, and I'm in pre-med at University of Houston, and the teachers are younger than me, and I'm saying, yes, ma'am, and they're looking at me like, what, you know, that kind of stuff. And I had to go, God, come on, man, you let me have a life where I had it going on, driving a fifty sixty dollars $60,000 car, Banging balling doing all of that and you let my behind get to be 40 years old Everything's embezzled. I'm living on campus at University of Houston Broke busted and disgusted how in the hell can this be part of your plan for my life? I am here to tell you my greatest discovery was birth in a trial by fire and I want you to understand it while you are having These visions of the fruits of your goal, you need to envision why the things that are happening right now, today, right this very minute, why those things are constituent and happening and unfolding in your life exactly the way they are. So step two, beyond having this passionate desire, you need to make sure what you envision lines up with God's vision for what you are doing today. And I'm not saying don't look at tomorrow, but right now look at who is around you, what is around you, and why it is around you, and ask yourself, how can this be used to bring manifestation to my purpose? That's number two. Number three, what is your plan? You keep talking about having this goal, and you keep talking about achieving these things, but have you created action steps that you can follow? See, you must identify the critical path. That critical path defines and is the key to measuring how much you are accomplishing along the way. Some people can call that a business plan. I think that's shallow as hell. I call it a divine plan, and sit down, shut up, and write out from A to B what it is you want to accomplish. Write down what you have to work with to accomplish it, and look at everything that has been set to snare you. If you say, I don't have the money that's crap, that means God is going to give you another way that probably requires effort and not money. If you don't have the time, that means your priorities are probably out of order. You've got to make time. Matter of fact, you make time for all the other stuff you do. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a reality check. How many of y'all missed scandal this week? You didn't, did you? Some of you watched it on the recorder because you had enough sense while the show was on to not get fired or to take care of your children or to take care of your business or your family. And you made time, though, to see and behold what you wanted to do. Well, I'm here to tell you, folks, Olivia Pope is not going to help you. She is not a real person. Next thing, number four, you have to commit yourself. Without commitment, you will not achieve a doggone thing. In other words, perseverance, stick to itness, and focus are the things that determination has to have for fuel. You cannot be determined without commitment. You cannot be determined without focus, and you will not see what you're determined to do unless you stick to it. Now, going to number five. Go and put this stuff on a calendar, and here's why. Every month here at My Brand, I look back and I say, this is what I want to achieve. And January, Mark Gamble, Julia Randall, uh, Preston Middleton, the team of people God sent me, we sat down and we came to agreement. Merrill, I'm not leaving you out. We came to an agreement, and we said, This is what we need to do to have this brand take its place on the national landscape. That meant something really expensive, but let's change our social media presence. Let's change our website. Let's make sure that we are putting out something that matches what technology is doing. Matter of fact, I started getting... Uh, emails and letters from Preston telling me stuff that I didn't think had a doggone thing to do with my brand. But at the end of the day, it did matter that when you used your smartphone, you know, we might want to be adaptable to your platform, whether it was an iPhone or an Android phone. So ask yourself, have you adjusted your plan to suit today? You know, there's this really funny commercial, it's cute, some uh, older, it looks like some little Jewish and a couple of little white sisters are making a joke talking about the insurance. And the lady has said, look, I just came from vacation. I put all my vacation pictures on the wall. And we're not talking about a Facebook wall, ladies and gentlemen. This woman actually put them on her real wall in her living room. And then she, the other lady said, but... Okay, well, that's good. And then she said, well, everybody can see them. Now, another lady said something, but that's not how this works. Another lady says, I'm going to unfriend you. And she said, look, you really have this wrong. Do you have it wrong? Are you so hell-bent on doing things your way that you're not reviewing, and that's step six, how things need to be done well? Here's the good news. If that is the case, I have someone that's getting ready to join me right now. She is a woman who I respect immensely. Her name is Renee Toppins. This woman founded Black Women Who Want More. Now, let me give you a little bit of history because when I get of her on, we are going to talk about that organization, but I'm really going to talk to Renee so she can empower you about how she took something that was an idea in her head, put it on a website, not even her website, on Facebook's website, started a page which is now over 100,000 women in several continents, across several states, and a couple of countries strong. And not only did she do this with, I know she had support, and we're going to talk about and talk with some of her support tonight, but here's the reason why I picked her to come on this show. This woman never, and I have met her in person, I've seen her, I pay attention to her, never has she strayed from rule number one. She never left her desire and she never let the flame, she did not have a weak burning flame trying to make a, a wondrous, strong outcome. She had those things match, and the amount of passion she put in is reflected in her organization. Next thing, she never lost her vision in achieving that goal. And what she envisioned has come to a vision that you and I can see. So without further ado, Renee, welcome to Conversations with Dr. D you yeah.
2: Hey, Dr. Ivan. How are you this evening? Thank you for having me.
1: I want to thank you for taking time. I know that you're as busy as a bumblebee in a honey factory. But I want to ask you a question and, and just dive straight into this, Renee. How, when people are sitting up about to give up on their vision and give up on their purpose in life, what did Renee do when she was confronted by those lulls, which really are is God telling you you need to work on something else instead of tripping right now. But how did you handle those times?
2: Well, I tell you, I, I can understand um, people that get discouraged, but the difference between a winner and a quitter is a no-matter-what mentality. The difference between a winner and a quitter is a whatever-it-takes mentality. And I tell you, building this organization, Dr., I always say I had a million excuses not to, literally a million. I would do events and nobody would show up. I started charging $20 a year to be in my organization, $2.10 a month, people complained about it. I was a single mom, you know, still am a single mom, but when I started, a single mom With a child doing events every month, I've done over 800 events for my organization, and sometimes my ex would complain, oh, you're putting all your effort and time into that woman's group for no reason at all. You don't make any money. And people would actually discourage me, and my leaders would leave, and people who didn't have the vision would quit. But I always knew that this was my purpose and this was my passion. And when you are passionate about something, doctor, you don't let anyone take that from me. And one thing I am is a fighter, and I will not give a no my dreams. I will not give a hater my dreams. I will not give a naysayer my dreams. And I tell you what, if you have a dream... Do not give it to anyone, and when you give it to your haters, when you give it to those who leave you, when you give it to that ex-husband that walked out, when you give it to that friend that doesn't support you or that banker that said no, you are giving that person your dreams to stomp on, walk on, and leave you with nothing. Back to you, Doctor.
1: Wow. I guess you're reading my mind I want to just speak on that, because a lot of us think our frenemies, you know, friends slash enemies, are these people that are standing around laughing. What you think to be with you are really people that are laughing at you, and I know Julia is getting ready to just say, thank you, Jesus, when I say this one. Then you have these people that God has sent your way to pull your cord, and you just think you got this figured out. You think you're just doing everything so right. And, and the reason I said that is Julia is constantly checking me. She is constantly saying, You know, Well, you know what, you thought you were right, but what if your ass was wrong? And matter of fact, you did this really well, but you could have done it a little bit better had you done blank. Or you're thinking straight, but you're not thinking razor sharp. So do you want to be uh, just straight or do you want to be a laser? Do you want to be on it? How did you, Renee, distinguish between the people that God sent you to help knock off the chinks in your armor and to help sharpen the sword versus the people that were smiling in your face telling you what you wanted to hear but wasn't doing you-know-what a letter word I can't use.
2: Exactly, and that is a great question. Love and loyalty. You know when a person is correcting you out of jealousy and out of envy and out of um, ulterior motive, and when a person is correcting you out of love. A person that loves you is loyal. A person that loves you loves you past your mistakes. The person that has your best interest at heart is there when you mess up, is there when you get angry is there when you're unlovable is there when you're arrogant is there when you they are there and so when you feel that love and when you feel that trust and that trust has been developed i would not trust a person that doesn't know me that's trying to correct me you can receive correction from julia because you have a history you have trust you have built a relationship based on trust so you trust the correction see somebody that doesn't doesn't know you, that just met you, that says, oh, your show is this and, oh, your show is that, you don't know where that's coming from. And I I, I really, really am glad that you let me bring some of my chapter leaders on the line, two of them, because one in particular is Jonette Gore, leader of my Chicago chapter. And Jonette corrects me, and she's one of the few people that can say, Renee, take that down. Your Facebook page, you shouldn't have said that. You're ranting, and you know you've got thousands of people watching. You take that down. And and Anita Tart the same way, the head of my Detroit chapter is on the line with us this evening, and she can say, you know, you know, you may, you hurt Bernie Sillings, and you shouldn't have said that. So these are two of my leaders, that we have a relationship built on loyalty, and, and they've seen me make mistakes, and they've seen me um, do things that I shouldn't have done, and they correct me, but I know it's love based on the loyalty.
1: It, and saying that, a lot of us feel that we are so fighting out here alone, and and there, there are seasons in entrepreneurship or there are seasons when something is being birthed that, you know, we, I'm going to liken this to a woman in and in giving birth to a child, you know everybody's in the room scrubbed in. You got your mask on, but only Suster is feeling those labor pains. And I don't care how much the the Lamaze coach or the daddy or whoever's there is saying, you know what, breathe, we got this. And the doctor is saying, push, just come on now. Now hold it. The person that is really on the birthing stool is the only one that knows the pain of labor and is the only one, I don't care if someone else already had a kid or someone else studied it in school in a book, until you are on the birthing stool, you do not know what the hell someone else is going through. So let me ask this question, Renee. How does it feel when you're on the birthing stool and nobody can relate to where you are but you?
2: It feels lonely. (laughs) It's a very lonely place to be. But to whom much is given, much is required. See, when you're given the vision... When God gives you the vision, when God gives you the assignment, there are going to be times in your life when, you know, there's only you and God because everybody else is not going to see it. And that is definitely a hard place to be, a difficult place to be, especially in the beginning. When you have something new, I I was told of a quote by Gandhi, it says, first, they ignore you. Then, they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win. See, in the beginning when you're small and when there were only 15 people in my organization or 38 people in my organization – You know, people didn't believe in it, didn't really have time for it. That was a difficult time. And then you get bigger and bigger, and those people look around, and they say, oh, you're still doing that? You still have that little thing? And it's very painful to know that people don't believe in you, but you have to believe in God. And then the next most important thing is you have to believe in yourself. And belief in God, your faith, and belief in yourself is what gets you through those times.
1: Wow. You know, in the making of building of this brand, meaning the Devon Young brand, I've had everybody on this program from Kim Burrell to Tony Terry, Brian Courtney Wilson, Melba Moore, George Foreman the Third, Paul Wald, you name it, they have been on this on this show. Even the girl that won Sunday Best last year. Uh and all of these wonderful people that we've had Uh, grace this program the one thing that stands out to me more than anything else was Mallory Bailey Cynthia Bailey's sister from Real Housewives of Atlanta and Mallory is also on that program she said you know when the camera's on everybody is being entertained but when they're off they don't realize all the stuff you didn't see you didn't hear and this is really my family and then there was another lady that was on this show uh, the president of Lamique Cosmetics, Kim Roxy, how she said that she had such a problem um, when she was trying to start Lamique before she ever was in Macy's and all of that, and that her mentor was Kathy Hughes. And one thing Kim said on this program, she said, She refused, just what you said, to take no for an answer. So with that being said, I want to ask you a quick question, then we're going to go to break and bring back back your two-chapter presidents. But, But my question for you is this. When was the most recent example? Because some people think once you get your boat in the water, The sea is going to be calm. But when was the most recent turbulence that you experienced, and how did you make it through it, Renee? Woo!
2: (laughs) You know, you, you have small problems when you're small, and then when you get big, you have big problems. Your problems just get bigger. They don't go away, doctor. I tell you what. And the bigger our organization gets, the more opportunists we attract. So one of my uh, most recent times of turmoil was someone infiltrated my organization for the purpose of building their own brand. And someone actually took <laughs> took something that I had given them to, to to mentor, nourish, and grow and claimed it as their own. And so, you know, that was very hurtful. You're going to have people that, that think they deserve more of you than what you're giving them. I deserve to have, you know, you gave me a chapter. I built this chapter. This is now my audience and my organization. And, you know, so you go through things like that, and, and it was turmoil, and it was tumultuous, but then you have to think back and you have to remember, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And the bigger you get, the more people are going to come to try to take a little piece of you because they think you have too much. So when they think you have too much, they say, oh, if I just take this, she won't miss it. Or if I just take these 100 people with me or these 200 people with me, it's okay. And it's a fight, and it's tumultuous, and it, And sometimes you just really get tired of the struggle like can't. I just have people around me who love me. Can't I just be surrounded with people who support me? No. You're going to have to fight for what you want all the way to the top. And when the word says fight the good fight of faith, faith is a fight. (laughs) So you're going to have to fight for that thing all the way until the end. And I tell you, I, I get through it by trying to see the people that come at me with compassion rather than hate because the first thing that's going to come up to you is anger and hate and fight and this and that. But when you try to look at people with compassion and just keep your eyes on the prize, um, that's what helped me through it. I, and I know I said, you are not going to go anywhere with a stolen blessing. It's not your annoyance. It's not your assignment. <laughs> Right. It's a birthright. You, you, you Esau. You know, you're trying to steal someone else's birthright. Where, where are you going to go with that? You're not going to go anywhere. So, you know, you just got to stay focused and you have to know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper when your assignment is from God.
1: Wow. We're going to come back with Janetta Gore and Anita Tart to, uh but Really, I want to pick right up where we left off. But I, here's some hope, in it, and there's a reason I'm playing this song. This lady not only is a superstar, she's a good friend. Her name is Alexis Spite. She beat out 15,000 hopefuls and was uh, the runner-up on uh, Season 5 of BET's Sunday Best. This is for all of you that are either suffering from a bunch of hater-raid, feeling despondent, wondering where the money is going to come from, if you're going to make it, this is Imagine Me by Alexis Spite, and we'll be right back with Renee Toppin from Black Women Who Want More. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We'll be right back after this beautiful song.
3: This song is dedicated to special, unique people like me.
2: Outcasts, but you never cast out. Loving what I see when the mirror looks at me cause I I imagine me in a
0: place
2: with no insecurities and I'm finally happy cuz I imagine me letting go of all of the ones
1: Hey, that is, I think that's just the theme for the evening. I want to pick right up where we just left off. We made some um, commentary just a moment ago, and in that commentary you heard this, something that just knocked me out of my seat, and that was the statement, someone tried to steal your blessing. Many times we are put so off, by people that pretend to be our friends, that pretend to have our backs, but when we need them the most, it kind of reminds me of the Bernie Mac joke about getting them kids. He looked in the courtroom and everybody had got ghosts. I want to ask you, uh, Renee, to introduce these two ladies because nobody could do that better than you.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for the honor. Thank you so much. Well, first, I'd like to bring on the line a, a good friend, um, Jess. You you couldn't ask for someone more loyal and more dedicated. She's not only my Chicago chapter leader, but she is my business partner. I'm one of the top producers on my team, the Chicago chapter. She has now grown to over 300 members in a very short time. I'd like to bring to the line at this time, uh, Johnette Gore. Johnette, are you out there? Yes, I am, Renee. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you so right. much for being on the line. And The doctor has a question for you. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes.
1: Hey, welcome to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. You know, I, I love the fact that technology is so beautiful. I can have all these people in different cities, and you're being listened to, by the way, ladies, you're being listened to right now in Afghanistan. You're being listened to in the Virgin Islands, in the Caribbean, in Barbados, in London, all over Canada, um, so and the United Arab Emirates. So you are being heard literally all around the world. What I want to ask you is, I just got an email from a woman that's in Kuwait, and she's saying how she's saying how her culture is—it's uh, really like America. The only difference in America, we're just polite with our bigotry and our gender bias and our racism, but over there they're not. And. She want, The question she's asking is, how did you form such a strong organization for women? But I'm going to flip that question and ask it in this way, uh, Ms. Gore. What attracted you to Renee's dream?
3: Wow, that's a very good question. Actually, it was um, pretty much from what I was going through at the time. I had just left a relationship of 20 years. Um, I came out of that relationship and was looking for something that I could, um, that would help me, that would really help ground me, that would help, uh, help me get rid of that, the rest of that residue from that relationship and just really tap into what I knew what was already inside of me and, and something that would challenge me. And so the, the name itself just draws you, black women who want more. Um, I wanted more. So that is what drew me to the, um, the Facebook page, never knowing that me clicking that like on Facebook would change my life. So being able to click that like and and be able to become a business partner with Renee, become a chapter leader, and literally change my life. So some things are just divine, and and that's how I see this, that it was all divinely ordered by God, and and being able to be in a position to help other women, to to let them know that, yes, you don't have to settle. You can go ahead and and take that next step and and walk away from that situation and definitely wait for that man that God has for you. So it, it is definitely about just... Uh, knowing what's already inside of you and tapping into something that, um, that will help bring that out.
1: When, when friendships are formed and you see the, the synergy that's taking place between you and leadership, I would like to kill some things right now that are about to cause some people to abort their hopes and dreams that are going to cause some people possibly to miss this crucial time and this crucial season in their life by you answering this next question. The question is Miss Gore, what happened when the head of envy and jealousy reared its ugly face between you and Renée's vision as you started building this chapter there? I definitely want to hear Give us an example of what happened, and how did you and Renee decide to say, oh, hell, no, nothing's coming between us. We're going to do this thing.
3: You know, uh, just really just staying grounded, period. There is a vision that, to me, just honestly even surpasses what Renee believes. Um, I believe the vision of her organization is so much bigger than what she can even see. And so when you really embody that vision, you see what is ahead of you, you can really see that, and that's when you have it in your heart. When that vision is in your heart, and you know this from God, it is very easy to stay grounded and planted. I'm not going nowhere, and she knows I tell all the time, I got your back. We're going to make sure that we go ahead and push this forward, and, and it's because of wanting more, needing more. We know that there are so many more women out there that need what we have to offer, so being able to be in a position to facilitate that and, and at the heart of everything, knowing that I am helping someone else. Um, there is no selfishness here. There that, that is truly a, a work that has to be done, and, and that's what we're here to do. We're here to help and work. So that is what keeps us grounded and keep us focused.
1: That is really beautiful. We're going to take one quick call, and then we're going to introduce your Detroit Chapter President. But right now, I'm going to take a quick call. Callers, uh, we're going to try to get to you. When you get on, please have your questions ready. Uh, we're going to have to take your question and and then move on to the show. But right now, I can take Karen from New Jersey. Karen, this is Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and you're on. Hi, Doctor. Um, I don't
3: want to mess your name up, so I'm just going to say hi, Doc. My question (laughs) for Renee and Jeanette is um, what what has been the most amazing part or miracle of watching women bloom under Renee's vision? And, you know, your part that you're taking in it. You just explained very eloquently that I may ask. um, And actually my name, I believe, is Miss More Beautiful, my new name under Renee. So I'm loving it. And I just want to hear, Jeanette, how you see that, question that I just asked you, what has been the most amazing part so far, that miracle in your life? Wow. Um, Being able to tell my boss to get lost. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just honestly, um, stepping out on faith, um, actually I'll be coming up on one gear uh, next month in April that I walked away from my job from Xerox. I was working there as a trainer for eight years and I decided to go ahead and be a full-time business partner and and uh, partner full-time with Renee to go ahead and push this vision forward. I remember there would be times that I would be in the hallway. I have a class inside, and I would have a ha- in the hallway. I'd be on the phone with Renee, and she'll say, just quit. Just go ahead, just quit. I'll stay on the phone while you quit. <laughs> so um, that has been the biggest miracle, is me truly trusting God, stepping out on faith and realizing my dream. That has been the biggest miracle. Oh, that my. Is- That is,
1: that's awesome. Okay, one thing I want to do before we get carried away, uh, because there's just so much information, and the show's going to run about five over tonight anyway, but the thing I want to do right now, Renee, introduce your Detroit president president,
0: Oh,
2: with pleasure, with pleasure. This is a uh, firestorm. I tell you what, she, she, we call her the lioness. Anita Tarrant is from Detroit, Michigan. She's head of our Detroit chapter. And the thing that I admire uh, most about her is her faith. I mean, she came in blazing um, when I first spoke to her about the organization and the business that we do together. She said, this is it for me. I'm going to do this. God has promised me A, B, C, D, and this is going to be the vehicle that's going to help me get there, achieve all the promises of God in my life. And, doctor, I have literally watched everything that she stated in our first conversation come to pass in her life, one at a time, husband, car, you know, money, uh, the chapter is growing by leaps and bounds, and, you know, um, uh, Anita Tart, are you out there, the lioness, please come yes. on, in on the line, yes. so proud of
0: you. Yes, thank you so much, I am on the line, thank you.
1: Hi, Anita, how are you tonight?
0: Dr. D. Yvonne, I am blessed, that's all I can say.
1: Well, we're how blessed to have you yeah. here. Oh, Thank you, baby. I'm doing very good. I, I want to jump straight into this. Detroit is a city. I have a lot of clients in Detroit that I see via Skype. And one of the things that is of great concern to me with what's going on in Detroit now is the economic upheaval, and there's leaving such a void, especially for single moms that are already having a challenging uh, life day in and day out, trying to take care of kids, get them back and forth to school, feed them, clothe them, be, in some instances, unfortunately, be mom and dad. But when you get these women in your chapter, what would you say has been the most transformative experience in being part and 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 hear me america hear me uh latin america and barbados and and the islands please hear the word i'm using when you see yourself being a catalyst in god's vision that he gave one sister how did that connect to your vision for women in detroit anita
0: oh my goodness that is a great question I'll tell you, it basically made me want to step out and pour in to everyone I came in contact with, especially young mothers, especially women who believed that they were just so broken that there was no way, shape, or form that they could raise up, come out, and be the best that they could be. That is my vision, and that is how I explain to the women in the chapter. They join because, Dr. D. Yvonne, they're looking for something. They're mm-hmm. looking for a change. They're looking for someone to care, someone to tell them it's okay, it's all right, you can be the best that you can be. All you've got to do is believe it, Speak it and walk in it, Dr. D.
1: When you see that, what uh, what issues are women coming into the organization with that are redundant? Because I think that we, we have women all around the world listening to this program right now, and my goal in every program I do is to give someone the tools they need to change their lives. So would you share, if you would be so kind, what some of the women in your chapter are going through
0: yes it would be my pleasure a lot of the women in my chapter are going through wanting to belong they want to belong to something they want to belong to something that's meaningful meaningful but more importantly they are looking for love and acceptance and i see it Time and time again, they want to be accepted, they want to be loved, and they just want to belong. And that's just the bottom line. They want to belong to something bigger than what they're experiencing in their lives when they come to the chapter here in Detroit.
1: You know, Renee, in hearing that, um, you were here in Houston just weeks ago and I had the pleasure of attending the um, the birthing of your chapter here in this market. I looked at the women in that room, and they all had almost like an umbilical cord, a spiritual umbilical cord connected to you as a, as a spiritual mentor and a spiritual mother. What does it mean to you when you see that god did not lie that the vision that he gave you during all of the hardships when that you went there and nobody showed up for an event when you didn't have enough money when you had people criticizing you or even smiling in your face and then stab you in the back how does it feel now to just hear and this is america this is just a small sampling of the enormity of her organization. This organization is literally in every major city in this country and in the islands and abroad and and established in Canada, all these other places. How does that make you feel to know God did not lie to you, Renee?
2: Oh, it is so humbling and sometimes overwhelming. Um, And like Donette was saying, it just gets bigger. It grows beyond um, even what the initial vision was and and it just feels good to know that I have a voice to touch so many lives that every day and I think i I need to say this: people take Facebook for granted I mean Facebook. Is such a powerful tool at this time that is still free. And you see people posting things like, you know, what they had for dinner and the fried chicken and the macaroni and cheese and what happened on Scandal. When well, we have the opportunity to touch lives, and it makes me feel so good that my territory has been enlarged to the point where I can actually touch someone's life with a word, touch someone's life with an inspirational message or even with a picture of the organization, of the Women's White Empowerment Event at Sea, of all of the, the trips that we've taken together, and I can touch someone's life and they can inbox me after a year of being on the page and say, I used to do this, but because of your page, I don't do this anymore. I used to have low self-esteem, but now I feel good about myself. And, And that is the most rewarding thing. Yes, we have a business, but the most rewarding thing above money, above any amount of income that
1: I can earn from this organization,
2: is someone saying, because of you, my life is different.
1: Anita, I've got someone that just texted me. She said, would you mind giving your phone number out? She's in Detroit and wants to join your group. Is that okay?
0: That is absolutely okay, Dr. D. And I can be reached at area code 586-443-9699. Again, that number is 586-443-9699.
1: Okay, and I'm sorry, I I know this. When someone is reaching for help, we need to help them. So thank you for doing that. Uh, one, One thing I want to, and I'm going to take this to all three ladies at one time, what is it in you that this organization has healed? And I'm going to start that question going back to since I was born in Cook County Hospital uh i'm going to go ahead and just take that to miss gore miss gore tell me what has this healed in you that was broken
3: wow wow um fear uh rejection uh self-esteem there there was a laundry list of things that um before i came to black women who want more i was dealing with um, so to be on the other side of that, to be around like-minded women who are about that, that 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 stretching and not stressing us out, but stretching us out to help us get to that next level. Um, so to be able to go through um, that journey with other women and to be able to share my story with other women um, about those things that I've overcome, that, that broken relationship, that broken heart, um Just so many things and, and I can say I'm on the other side of that, and help other women to do the same thing
0: uh,
1: same question to you, Anita.
0: My goodness i have to I was listening to you earlier in the show, and you said that you had to be transparent well i'm going to be transparent with you, Dr. D, in the audience right now i'll tell you something. I actually thought prior to joining black women who want more, Dr. D., that I wasn't broken. How about that? I actually had the nerve to believe that I wasn't a broken woman, but I was so broken, broken down in my thoughts, broken in love, broken in friendship, broken in family relationships. And I actually thought that I was okay, But upon joining Black Women Who Want More, November of 2012, that's when I realized my brokenness. That's when I realized that I actually needed help. And so as God poured into me and into my spirit, as Renee Toppin and Johnette Gore and so many others poured into me, and through prayer, I realized joining this group, that I was becoming whole. Joining this group allowed me to become whole, see who I really was, and to be able to share my story, my brokenness, my why, with other women that I come encounter with or that I encounter. It's allowed me to hear these women say to me, Anita, Thank you so much for praying for me. Thank you so much for being there. And it means so much to me because now I am no longer broken. I am whole. And that's because of black women who want more.
1: Wow, Renee, I'm going to amend this question for you. And, and I really want the listening audience to pay attention to this. I happen to be in a fraternity. I'm also part of 100 Black Men. I happen to belong to a whole lot of other bougie organizations. And I'm not knocking the organizations that I belong to, but one of the things that has touched my heart was Renee said, Doc, you know what, I'm going to allow you uh, to be an admin uh, for contributing content and awareness to the page. Now, Renee, when I look at what you created, I know that like other good organizations, that it's an amalgamation. You have some members that are AKs, Delta, Sigma Gamma Road, that are Eastern Star, that are Lynx, that are in Jack and Jill, all of this stuff. But what I see in your organization is a place for people that really ain't trying to be so suchy much and ain't trying to be, and I'm not knocking sorority, sisters. I love my AKs and my deltas, my daughter's even pledging this semester, so I'm not knocking that. But what I see with your organization, Renee, is an opportunity that you don't have to be part of something in order to be part of yourself. So what was it going on in your life that got you to to really say, you know what? I need to. I need other people to love them just for who they are, not for what they are a member of or what church they go to, or if you dark or light, if you got long hair, natural hair, no hair, some stovebald hair. You just said, "Here, girl," because I saw this when you did your rose ceremony. Cause, you know, I, I saw it. I I clicked. I'm like, okay, this sister has created something that allows people to just be period, Not, nothing after the word be, but to just be. So what was going on with Renee where she had to just be so that you decided to create an organization like this?
2: Well, it's interesting that you should say that because we discussed that at our last event in Chicago. And when I formed this organization, I believe, Doctor, I had been defining myself, and I needed something after the "be." I always needed something after the B, other than me. I needed to be the wife of an attorney. I needed to be, you know, this person in church, and I needed to be this and be that and and be the best dressed and and be, you know, because I always found myself in, in those circles. And then I thought about you know, the fact that when I got divorced, you know, that was that was a bee that was taken away from me. I, I'm no longer married to an attorney, so I can't define myself by that. I'm no longer, you know, in, in this church or, or the head of this organization, this youth group or this thing or that thing. You know, so it's like I needed a place. I was lonely. I was lost. I had no purpose. And so I joined a group of women. And this group of women was all about partying and all about drinking and all about hanging out. And, and I said, I want to belong to a group of women because I was lonely because I lost myself in marriage, you know, you isolated from friends, had a child. And then when I got divorced, I found myself alone with no friends, no not ready to date. And I said, I want to be around a group of like-minded women who are purposeful and I want to take the journey to healing where the spiritual, emotional, physical, financial, intellectual, political, social, all seven tenets of, of diamondhood of what we do, I want some women on this journey with me, and some of them will have Ph.D.s, and some of them will have GEDs, and some of them will be a size 6, and some of them will be a 26, and some of them will be Buddhist, and some will be a Muslim, and some will be Christians, but we're all going to take this journey together. And I tell you what, this is an organization, Dr., I have never seen anything like it where women come together in large groups and nobody asks you what you do for a living. Nobody asks you what college you graduated from. Nobody asks you what you do for a living. No, we don't even talk about that at the first event, every first event. You know, we ask you what makes you beautiful, what is your purpose, and what do you want more of, and, of course, obviously your name, We don't ask you what college you graduated from. And so the absence of that brings us all together on one accord, and we don't judge according to do you work at Walmart or do you work at, you know, the White House. We don't judge you by that because those aren't the questions we ask. We ask, what do you want more of, and how can we get it together? What makes you beautiful? And we encourage and inspire you to explore what makes you beautiful, and we go on that path together hand in hand.
1: Wow. You know, Renee, I have a lot going on this year, but one tour that I'm looking forward to is uh, America. I am going to be touring the chapters of Black Women Who Want More, because I just think not only is it a blessing, it's a blessing both ways, and this organization, in my opinion, is one of the most exemplary empowerment groups that I have ever seen in my life. And, uh, Renee, I want to commend you, but something I want to say, and then I want to give people the uh, opportunity out of, hey, if you're in those two cities, reach those chapters, but it's moreover, their chapters probably in your city, and if there's not one sister, you could be the one to start one. But I want to say this before we even do that. You know, by announcing your intentions to change your world, then the world around you can change in a much greater way. Uh, the thing that uh, by de- declaration is a very powerful thing. Making yourself accountable to your friends and your family is one of the best ways to reach your goals, in my opinion. And sure, it's uncomfortable to share with people who you are not, but if they really love you, they love you for who you are not more than they love you for who you are. But the real deal is, in my belief, and I don't go around endorsing people's nothing. I just, you can't buy my integrity. Black women who want more, in my opinion, is going to be the 21st century's example of an organization that actually can bring transcendence into the lives of women. So with that said, uh, I'm going to start, uh, I guess, this, this thing with Ms. Gore first. Ms. Gore, tell people how they can join your chapter.
3: They can um, actually go to uh, meetup.com and search for Chicago, black women who want more Chicago, or they can, of course, give me a call. My number is 219-902-4482. Again, my number is 219-902-4482.
1: Thank you. And what about you, Anita? I know Detroit definitely has room for growth, so how can people reach you to join the Detroit
0: chapter? Thank you. They can join the Detroit chapter by also going to www.meetup.com and in the search box just type in Detroit and I will get a message and they can join and or they can call me anytime at area code 586-443-9699.
1: Now, for this, Renee, and I want to set this up and just throw this touchdown to you, I don't care where you are on this planet, if black women who want more does not have a chapter there yet, they're either creating one or you could be the source and the spawning ground for that. But I know there are chapters in every major city in America. I know there are some chapters in the Caribbean, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Renee?
2: Yes, sir. We are starting a chapter in Nassau, and we met with the ladies, our business partners in Nassau, and we actually got a radio spot in Nassau, which drew a large crowd. So they're excited about getting up and running in Nassau, Bahamas. Yes, sir.
1: Okay. And then for the uh, sisters in Canada uh, or or in the Virgin Islands or in the Caribbean, if they want to start chapters there, how do they get that done and how do they reach out to you to start chapters in cities around America where there where there aren't any
2: well they can actually call me there is a process for doing that we have a board um we we have a board of directors and we actually have Um, an application process and an interview process because trusting someone with our brand and and trusting someone with our diamonds, our members, is a major, major responsibility. And it's also going to be a paid position in the very near future. And so we do have a process that they can go through and they can call me for more information at 215-307-7070. Once again, that's 215-307-7070, or inbox our page on Black Women Who Want More on Facebook. Just key Black Women Who Want More into the search field, and it is the page, um, it is the actual organization page. So there are about three different Black Women Who Want More pages, but you want to inbox the larger page, and we will give you information on our various chapters and becoming a chapter leader.
1: Well, ladies, I can't say enough. It's um we're going to do this again, you can count on it. There's a partnership between my brand and the black women who want more brand, uh, that is taken very serious. And if uh if there's ever a need for an organization like yours, Renee, for such a time as right now, and I want to personally thank you on behalf of all the men all the boys, all the little girls that benefit from having mom restored that benefit from having their sister restored, that benefit from having their cousin and their aunt restored because that is exactly what black women who want more is doing.,
2: mm, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be on this call are we Are we taking callers or questions or? Well,
1: I tell you what, uh, let me uh, check with Julia because I think uh, if we have any callers, well, I need you guys to – here's what we're going to do. I know that we, we're we running out of time because we've got like two minutes left. I'm going to rewind and do a part two to this program in the very near future, and uh, you can count on it because I think this message – there's a lot more to be said, and, and again, the purpose of this show tonight – Uh, as much wasn't to do a commercial for this organization, though I would do one in a heartbeat for this organization. But the truth of it is I want you to know that by what you heard tonight, if you have been struggling with achieving your dreams and your goals, if you feel that every time you've taken two steps forward and then three back, you just heard, ladies and gentlemen, evidence, confirmation, and truth that that which God has given you a vision for uh, an envisioned, that if you match that with your vision and if you feel like that you don't have what you need, if God gave you the vision, he will supply the provision and especially the human capital it takes to fulfill your dreams. But, ladies, I want to thank you for joining me this evening, and I will be talking to all of you soon.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there are a couple of things I want to say before we get out of here. Please, we have a contest going right now. It's on Facebook, or you can go to DrDevanYoung.com. And while you are there, we are giving away thousands of dollars in coaching. Uh, if you're in a relationship, this, or maybe it's a relative, because you can give this prize away and you're about to get a divorce or your relationship's flying south or you finally got rid of some person that was a loser and you want to make sure you don't bring that baggage into your new relationship or you're about to change careers or you're at your wits' ends when it comes to trying to raise these kids by yourself and you can't afford coaching, which a lot of people can't. You know, this stuff isn't cheap. You can win this stuff by going to my Facebook page or going to uh, my website and just entering the contest. Now, here's how you position yourself to win. Comment. Share information like this show. Just share it on your page. Make a comment about it. And it's stuff like that that gives you the points you need to win. We're going to be really giving away these prizes at the end of May. Uh, uh, We're going to do a webinar, so what you just – heard uh, around the world with you know literally millions of people that are going to hear this program over time, what you could do is participate in a face-to-face webinar, and you could be one of the ten people that's actually face-to-face engaging such a dialogue as this. Uh, and you, you can always listen in, but that way you can be seated at the table, participate. Uh, there's going to be some evaluations so you can understand your personality, your personality type, what the blind spots are in your personality. And even if you don't win any of that, you could win a gift certificate from MasterCard and Visa where you could go to the store and buy you a new pair of socks. And I'm going to go ahead and say it because Julia is shaking her head saying, don't say it, don't say it. You know I'm going to say, girl, you can go buy you some new hair, get that silky black number five, whatever it is that you need. At least we want to be a blessing in your life because you have certainly been a blessing in ours. Now, going into the last couple of minutes, Julia, we're out in two minutes. Uh, Do not miss this show on Wednesday. It is off the chain. We're going to be talking about Intimacy. And and I don't just mean sexual intimacy, but I'm talking about, and we're going to talk about that too, by the way, but it's, we're going to really get all the crap out the way and you and minimize the need for the Cialis, the Viagra, or them shots of Patron and get you to a place where you can actually really have a sincere and tangible connection, not only with other people, but with yourself and God, too. So you do not want to miss Wednesday's program. It's Lunchtime Love here at noon Central, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. With that said, I'm out of time. This is your host, Dr. Von Young. I love you. Now, who can do that better than you? So love you, too. See you, Wednesday. Have an awesome week.